Welcome to OT Conversations, the podcast where occupational therapists dive into the deep world of occupational therapy. We are sharing insights, experiences, and thought-provoking conversations. Join us as we explore the intricacies of occupational therapy, discussing the challenges, triumphs, and the ever-evolving landscape of this impactful profession. Whether you're an occupational therapy professional or simply curious about the field, get ready for engaging discussions that illuminate the fascinating intersection of occupation and well-being. So as you can see, guys, the conversation was focused on issues about about performance, staff performance, where the performance is actually limited by one's drive and motivation and the willingness to push themselves and we have related staff performance in the model of human occupation where we talked about the volition aspect of it the uh, personal causation the roles and habits and also the skills of the staff during the conversation we also talked about some of the challenges and we tried to to establish the roots of the problems with skills of occupational therapy and uh, we have tapped into the surface that education and foundational education may have an issue with it as well so I hope you will enjoy and I hope you do enjoy this conversation between myself, How, and my colleague, Joan. I'm here with Joan and here is just a random OT conversation involving ordinary things, could be a rant involving occupational therapy. What are we ranting about today? I feel like there's a lot to rant about. I know, so just one step at a time. Yeah. <laughs> For me, like the big thing is just like the differences. Oh. Well, yeah, so this is, I had a conversation actually with someone yesterday mm-hmm. about this whole compassionate thing, right? And obviously it's important. Of course it is. But at some point I feel like we're almost too kind. I know. It's too easy. Mm. And like, don't get me wrong, I think, you know, it's important to like love your job and... You sh- it should be fun and you should be excited to come to it which like I am mm. but it, it shouldn't be like a little walk in the park mm. like it needs to be some sort of like a challenge yeah. certain professional and I feel like some people aren't getting challenged they're taking the easy route if that makes sense and we're not necessarily doing much about it like obviously we encourage people and we're saying okay you know try this or how can we help you to do something like service improvement type things? Mm. But yeah, there's just almost too much compassion and caring about what's how we say things and how we word it. Whereas like, yeah, back home, it was, you just get the job done. It's not like a discussion. It's not like, oh, can you do this for me? And then come back and we can discuss it. And, you know, oh, how does this feel? You know, are you interested in doing this kind of service improvement or do you mind seeing this patient it was like you just do it you know it was like told you don't ask a favor you no, just do it yeah. because it's a job 
Yeah, exactly. And it's like you're expected. The expectations are very clear. It's like you are expected to see. I mean, obviously, it's a different environment, but you know, you're expected to see every day eight, nine people. Hmm. I know. Whereas, yeah, it's like it's a negotiation whether you even sing three. Okay. You know. So, so we're talking about from a supervisor down to a junior member yeah. of staff. Okay. Yeah. How do we set those expectations? You see, I think the a big thing in this country is so we've got the different positions, right? Uh, Which is important. You need structure. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you're qualified, whichever banding level you are. Mm-hmm. You're both qualified. Exactly. So it shouldn't be like, oh, but you know, she's only at band X. Mm, or and, band, you know, yeah. a band lower than you. Yeah, it's just like you just. You're a professional and you should yeah. be able to do those things. Exactly. You're right. And I think this is a problem as well. The, there is this agenda for change. Before it was banding of band 5, band 6, band 7, band 8. Before this, there was like basic grade OT, senior 2, and senior 1. Those were the grading. And then they made it to a point where people. It, come, it came to a point where people have always said, oh, I'm only a band five, so I'm not doing anything. Or I'm, on, I'm a senior one and I'm a senior two. You know, people are always putting their banding. So what they've done is they put this agenda for change for banding just for the purpose of salary, really. With the point that all therapists should just be labeling themselves as occupational therapists. Yeah. Without any banding, because you're right. A band five, a band six, you know, it doesn't matter. You have to have, you have to be able to see patients. And these are all basic assessment, goal and discharge planning, problem identification and intervention. Mm. You need to direct that. I'm stuck as well because like yourself, we are in position of, we're in the position of leadership. Our question is how do we encourage this? How do we improve this? Mm-hmm. How do we improve staff's performance and efficiency? Yeah, because I think we're just so focused on, like, it's just the banding. I mean, I don't know how many conversations I have people, and it's like, oh, but what band are you? I'm like, well, that's irrelevant, isn't it? Is that what they ask you? Yeah, it's just like, well, what's your banding? Or like, you speak about someone, it's like, oh, yeah, that band three or band five. Or band, you know. Um, mm. For me, it's just, it just doesn't make sense. It's an insult, even. So what? Yeah. I'm a band god. Exactly. Like, I've been having <laughs> conversations, and it's just like talking about this one person that we both mutually knew. And they came out of nowhere and was like, Well, you do know he's only a band four. And I was like, Well, like, what is the relevance to the conversation? Is my opinion I supposed to change on this person? Hmm. Am I supposed to feel like more? Is it clinical though? Was the question in rel- relevance uh, has clinical relevance? No. 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 So really nothing. If it's character personality, yeah, then, it, then banding doesn't really exactly. matter, isn't exactly. it? Oh my god! It's like you meet someone for the first time, and it's just like, well, what what level are you at? You know. Wow. I get like. 
for more complex cases, I get the importance of the banding and having like the title, I guess you can call it. Because then, you know, maybe patients' families feel like, okay, now at least it's someone a bit more senior mm. or they're not just like... A doctor is a doctor. Yeah. Regardless of whether you're registered. But then you see I staff as well within the hospital, I feel like are very fixated on that. It's I've noticed that certain staff members will come, are more willing to come to certain individuals within the team than others. Mm. And just like based off of like, you know, having conversations with other colleagues. And it's like, yeah, well, this staff member is quite rude to me or doesn't talk to me in the same way that like maybe they talk to you or someone else. Because of the banding. Yeah. Isn't it? Literally. It's the human nature of things. Now we're going on the personal and character things because I thought initially this conversation, I think we started out. As, yeah, we did. <laughs> as, uh, <laughs> we, we started out when the conversation is, you're an occupational therapist. You need to be able to yeah. perform your duty regardless of your banding and shouldn't use the banding an excuse for inefficiencies yeah. and ineffectiveness. Um, and yes, that's quite true. And again, from us in the position of staff who's had more experience we just and that's the most difficult and challenging thing to do isn't it to to motivate a staff mm. there are only two ways around this isn't it you give them a carrot or you give them a stick isn't it and which one would you prefer to use isn't but it? what if it's neither what do you so you you, you coax on the uh, yeah. on the personal drive and have, motivation and what if that person lacks doesn't have any drive or motivation okay. essentially it's kind of like a, I'm here just just to, to get paid really uh, I don't have any interest okay then what how you know so if for example so we're talking about this this is interesting if we we're occupational therapists and not just personal care so we can tap on work this is work isn't it mm -hmm. so it is so occupational therapists should really be good at motivating and coaxing people isn't it because this is work, what is this? Work participation, work performance. So not exploration because they're already here. So they, they know yeah. the job. So how do you enhance their work performance? And, and if we use an OT, again, you talked about interest. So if we're talking about models, right? So Moho would be there. You tap on their interest mm -hmm. and their values mm -hmm. and their personal causation. We talk about the person's values, mm -hmm. which may need some work, the person's interest, which will need some work, and their personal drive. What's their personal drive, which will need some work? Okay, so set that aside. The next would be the habits, the roles and habits, isn't it? Habituation would be roles and habits. Yeah which means go through a routine. So that's something we can probably manage, okay? The routine and the habit. So come, these are the expectations, you need to do this. So if we, without the knowledge of the staff, mm -hmm. I think we can probably shape uh, the patterns. Yeah. You know? So I think as well, you know, being in the team, it's so small. Mm. Whereas if you look at like other teams, you know, across the hospital, for instance, mm. a lot of like the line managers, they don't know the staff. Exactly. 
So... But they have an expectation. But yeah, essentially, at the end of the day, the job just needs to get done. Like, you need to be able to do the job and work to develop the actual profession. Mm. That's going to be our mission then. It really is, and it's just slow. Then, oh, so after the roles and the habits, the next one down would be performance, isn't it? Mm. And the skills. Is that something that's missing? So is that something that we probably can help out? I know we can't spoon feed everybody, and this is the challenge. You know, we're having to spoon feed people, but it's skills and performance is an issue. So it means we need to have education, education program. We need to do more. It's a very difficult thing because it should have been the university's responsibility, isn't it? I think we're just missing a lot of the foundations. Okay. It's a lot of the foundations that aren't there. And obviously, how can you build up something when you don't even have the concrete baseline foundations to be able to do your job? It shouldn't be our role to now go back and teach all these things. But essentially, if you even standing on the outside, like you can see that there's just so much lack of knowledge. But we can't send them back to university no. now. So it really lands on our plate, doesn't it? But then it's as well, you know, you can do so much training as, you know, on your own to coax on but that won't happen because there's no interest of doing that in your personal free time yeah you know so for instance if I don't know something I go home I google I search I watch YouTube videos to be like get a better understanding like that's Mm. how when I started my job here I mean for me it was very unfamiliar with like the different procedures and so forth so I did a lot of self study Mm. but you have conversations with other people they don't do that. When they step outside of the hospital, that's them done as an OT. It's not their, it's not their life. And so I'm not saying it has to be a life, but the thing is, you are, you know, what you know is what you're going to bring to patients. And that's that's what I call that's the proper definition of professionalism, isn't it? You have to do the role. You have to be professional, and with that. professional job and responsibility involves being responsible to your ability to deliver the job so I guess in a sense it's like do we kind of question you know have something I know we've spoken about it before like doing something where we can see exactly where the gaps are Mm. like kind of like a, a little test exactly See I've done that before, you know. Yeah, I, so see, I, I've worked in a, like, like a stroke unit and everybody that goes in gets an exam, a test, so that I would identify where the problems yeah. are. And then once it's there, then at least I can tailor it. They don't like it. No. This, this place and the country is more essay in terms of their exams. A lot is essay. A lot is about spoken words and written words and how eloquent arguments are being you know where the amount of words that you use and all these adjectives and adverbs and all of these things but really you don't need to know uh, all the ba- the basic foundation is right yeah. yeah so i think that's something that we can work on isn't it so then you kind of do like a little test see where they at and then we can work from there but then the problem comes in what if there's a lot more than what we originally Thought. Which essentially is what we're thinking now, right? Mm. We're not thinking that 
like the basics are there like the fundamentals are there mm. that's why i thought about you know doing doing things in a recorded session for example or we use uh, social not social media but you know all of these technology because these things happen it comes back all the time yeah it just comes back all the time and i'm tired i get tired talking to people about this and this and they won't, don't really do it there's no drive you're right to there's nothing that motivates people once they started getting paid there's no motivation anymore and they don't get any grades and the only way around it unfortunately sometimes will have to be the stick you know people need to be fearful of something sometimes and you don't want that isn't it yeah but that's how it is i'm saying that's why people are too kind mm. it's too much we too focus on the compassion than the actual like excellence of very good um, yeah yeah i think that's a very good one You're right. We are we need to focus on our and excellence. You, you can't be just compassionate and be able, you know. Oh. It's not enough. Okay. So, but then also the thing comes in, well, you know, we've done in the past little quick study sessions, right? Going through certain things and then practicing. But no one practices. No one practices. So it all continues then to build up on that. So you do it, but it's almost like is it wasting your time it is tiring isn't it it's tiring for the person doing it but also like it's just it's not going anywhere because oh. you can ask someone now oh what did we go through can you remember how to they don't they won't know how to do it i know i know and i know some of the habits of people do is they they want some training they want to be sent into a training yeah. program you know they wanted to pay just to get that certificate and yet in the end you're right it's like well I've got the certificate and I don't need to actually learn it and it, then you know new staff comes along and then it's the same process again yeah no because you know essentially those new staff should be taught by the staff overseeing them but the staff overseeing them is not necessarily the, the staff that has the the basics the I knowledge. know and that's why so we got a lot of gaps and it it then deteriorates the knowledge deteriorates the skill deteriorates yeah. the quality deteriorates and Be- yeah i agree with you and the thing is it's it's being seen from the outside it's not like you know obviously within the team we can see it but as well if you look wider like the mdt and what they see can they see it's it? being noticed they can sense it yeah yeah of course and mdt can sense it so that's that's a good insight john We know that there is a problem. We acknowledge that there is a problem. Now we need there's nobody else who's going to act on this apart from us with our staff whom we're working with here. But this is also if there are any universities, UK universities out there who's listening, they need to step up the game. Isn't it? Uh and and I'm telling you, different universities have diff have different ways on how they grade their students so it's very and that's another topic for another uh, another conversation you know because uh, at the end of the day you know it's it's how their system you know how we would adapt to their system they feel that they're doing well because they have a robust and beautiful web pages and 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 websites and things like that But at the end of the day, I always say it, you know, within our staff and within within our team, I always say 
you at the end of the day you teach a person how to assess how to identify and plan the treatment and how to implement it just that those basic things well this is a good so this is this is ot conversation but it's more like rant involving <laughs> occupational therapy isn't it yeah i guess one more point that i could add is so essentially when you have staff that aren't present and it's more how do i say it? it's It's, it's not, not really felt in the sense of you you actually feel a bit more productive or like things are just getting done it's easier uh, I agree so I don't know maybe that could be something that's discussed at another yeah but essentially yeah if you have you know staff are off essentially you should be able to feel their presence gone and it should increase your workload and pressure and so forth but when it's having the reverse effect of where that's actually it's maybe more refreshing Can it's, I say? I know. It's just easier because then you don't have to worry about the whole teaching and motivating, which is tiring, it's draining. Because mm. you just have to focus on you and getting the job done. I know. All you need to do is look at the problems and let me sort it out themselves. Yeah. Rather than you can see the problems, but you have a responsibility to pass this on, make people see that there is a problem, make people act on the problem that you could have just addressed and solved yourself. And there's almost like a coaching of like, okay, can you see it? What do you think? What is the plan? Uh, do you have a plan? And often the case is no. You need like, it's like holding people's hand. Sometimes it's just easier to let go and just do it yourself. And I, I, I feel you, I know that. You know, sometimes when there are staff and you know that they're reliable members of the staff and they're around, like you could almost breathe saying, oh, thank goodness they're here because you know that they can help. But when there are other staff who's not there, it's like, oh my goodness, this is it. What was this? I came across this information. They were saying that 80% of the problem that you encounter with work is caused by 20% of the people you know you're working with that's very true isn't it it's it's the 20% of the people that are that are causing 80% of the problem yeah wow uh, wow Because i mean to be honest the job's not stressful it shouldn't be you know especially in the hospital like it's it's a good hospital everything's kind of it's everything's there there's so much opportunity for development mm. and like new initiatives mm. but what's holding it all back is the necessary stress of dealing with like, the staff mm. if I didn't have to worry about staff essentially it would have been straightforward and yeah. easy if it's just pure clinical pure clinical and that would be a band five band six you know th these are pure clinical posts All you really need to do is boom, you know, see patient, assess, discharge, address, plan, plan. And you need to hone your skills by seeing more and more and more people, isn't it? Rather than by avoiding patients and responsibilities. Now, the challenge obviously is, again, in the position of leadership, like a, like a, like a, like a band seven, for example. Oh my goodness, this is, this is it, you know. Part of the responsibility is... The headache or part of the challenge is the headache is it worth that extra hundreds of pounds <laughs> you know sometimes you think about it but I have been or had been uh, a clinical band seven you know with the with the expertise and the knowledge and the specialization because you've seen a lot of things and it's easy as well because all you do is like see patients 
easy straightforward but then you're right it's the motivation mm-hmm. oh my goodness that's that's more of a challenge but what have we identified motivation interest their personal drive which you don't have a control about uh, if that's a higher level can we build up on their habits and roles perhaps but the very basic one which is performance and skills and unfortunately we have to find ways on how we could enhance that isn't it and in enhancing that what you were saying is maybe we should be better at having a pre-assessment of their skills just like initial evaluation isn't it mm. where are you and then it has to be a very robust program where people would stick into where it is almost mandatory yeah. rather than rather than a voluntary thing yeah no it definitely has to be mandatory but oh sorry it's the way in which it's done i think because i mean we have a lot of mandatory trainings and how many times is it just if it's online for instance it's a click 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 i don't read anything i don't learn anything mm. i'm doing it to complete it mm. so then it's like how do you do it in a way that people are actually going to learn and get something out from it then do you do a post like an assessment afterwards and see yeah compare after every rotation i guess you know this is it this is what i've learned what about measuring performance based on the numbers of people you're seeing isn't it yeah isn't it i think the expectations have to be very clear yeah because yes the different banding levels have the different expectations or you know it has the different criteria mm. but that could be interpreted very differently yeah to each individual yeah so if they're aware you know at this band level you have to be able to do this i know you can't be seeing two people or three people mm. I, i i i was looking at this recently because i'm worried about it as well you know about about the number of 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 input and then i i, I looked at like say for example i was in one ward where the specialization is more um say respiratory and you don't do restorative occupational therapy and what you do is more supportive discharge planning supporting the environment lots of modification lots of communication and liaison outside and what i've realized is it's it does take time you know for one case about an hour two hours of it you know when where it's complicated you know like ordering equipment complex meetings you know wife ditching their husbands they don't want them home so it's really complicated um and i thought yes i acknowledge that sometimes it can be lengthy particularly when you tap onto the social aspects on which ot's are are very much involved with as well uh, but then yes there is that but then if you look at our numbers 50% of the time is still missing you're right so that i don't have any excuse to say look i know it's complicated maybe it justifies two or three patients a day but if you look at how we're recording our activities still there's a big gap and what's missing and i don't know if there's a lot of people looking into this at the moment it's just at the moment being brushed aside or underneath the carpet um but yeah there is there is that and and it's not just the profession of occupational therapy you know the you know our colleagues physiotherapists have the same issues 50% is missing mm. but then i question is it people 
understatting for that. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm definitely, I don't stat properly and I know that. Mm. But then in the sense of where people are now aware of looking, is it going to come to a point where people are now over starting mm. essentially so they we get now the idea or the perception that they are doing a lot more than what they're actually doing because mm. i mean you can just sit and watch people mm. and you can tell how much they're doing true so you know is it going to come to a point of you know yeah mm. i think we can so another line of action potentially can be we can potentially uh do you know our input we can have a time frame on that you know, like functional mobility retraining. It's about maybe 15 minutes. Washing, that's probably, you know, up to 30 minutes, isn't it? So you can ha- so you can count your sessions. It's like, oh, you've done, you know, like washing, dressing, functional mobility. You know, that will sum up to, to 45 minutes. And I find that, again, it's like opening another kind of worms. Documentation is adding a lot. But that's an expectation. We we're, we're going to grapple with this at some point. But it's good that we are highlighting this. Yeah. yeah? Okay. Wow. What's the word? Is that sombering? Is that is that is that the term for it? You know, you you have a feeling where it's like you don't know if you're sad or or there's some kind of a you're like in limbo m- mel- melancholic, you know, emotion to this conversation now, isn't it? You want to do something and yet, you know, when you're faced with reality of what's happening in there, you know you can do a lot, but you almost feel sad for for the others and for the profession. Yeah, I think it's going to do more than profession. It's like seeing the opportunities and everything that's available, but just us not doing anything. Mm. Or like really using our full potential. Mm. And that's sad. Mm. I think... From my perspective, I know we're doing something. I think the difference here is the rate of your expectation. Are we doing it fast enough? I am aware of this. We're slowly working on changing this because it's really very slow. And I think that's where, you know, what I'm sensing is I was like that too. You know, it's like, why is this not happening? Why can this not change now? And along the way, when 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 the approach is too fast, it, it tends to have more. What's the word? Resistance. Maybe. Exactly, resistance. And if you, it's more of a negative effect. It's like when you're diving in the water, you know, when you dive and it's done the nice way, good, not a lot of splash. But if you go and dive where it's like a what's the word? Vomit, mm-hmm. and there's more splash, more waves. And it's more resistance. So I call upon patience, and it's good, you know. Don't don't lose that um, that that drive because I think you're one of those few who who's an OT because you're an OT, and it's not just a job, you know. It's a character. It's a vocation. It's something that what you do, and I do enjoy this conversation. Yeah. Did you enjoy this conversation too? Yeah, it was really good. Thank should you. we should we have more of this? Definitely. Okay, we'll have more of There's this. There's a lot to talk about, isn't there? Really, really good, really good. Okay, once again, guys, my name is Hal. And I'm Joan. And thank you for listening. Until next time. Bye. bye.